Not breaking news. Last week's geek news through the lens of two friends with opinions, theories, and fan casting. This is Geek Speak Last Week! Hey guys, thanks for coming back. This is another episode of Geek Speak last week. I'm here with Tone. Tone, say hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, and unfortunately this week, our schedules did not align, so Brian will not be joining us today, but he's here in spirit. Yes, and, he is. Uh, he's, he has given us some information that he wants to relay, so um, we're going to get right into the meat of this week. Um, we had a couple of trailers, uh, the first of which the new Game of Thrones House of the Dragon trailer. Um, I know you haven't had a chance to take a look at it. What do you think? Um, I, it looks good. It looks like Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly my thought. I was like, okay, I'm in. I mean, like the coolest thing to me was when they showed the one guy with like the armor that like looked like it had dragon stuff on like the regalia yeah. all over it. Like I was like, that looks awesome. That's what I feel like was missing from game. Some of the like stuff from game of Thrones. Like they didn't have like the cool looking armor that you see in the art from like the books and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited that they're going to get into that lineage only because yeah. they're such a ruthless people <laughs> yeah back then at least i mean you know obviously denarius she kind of well she did for a she while turn things around yeah but she she eventually got there you know the the madness uh mm -hmm. did not escape her but um i mean great cast and yeah. as soon as i heard this show was being made i was like okay i'm on board um i think that a lot of people still have a little bit of a bad taste in her mouth. One person that we know for a fact probably won't be watching it who was a big Game of Thrones fan. Hey man, this will um, maybe clean that bad taste out, though. He's so he's oh, so hard-lined on that, though. He's like, I'm done. I'm absolutely <laughs> done. But uh, at the same time, it does it does look very good, and the production value's there, so I'm going to be watching it. I rewatched the whole series a few months ago. And okay. upon a second viewing, I got to say the whole ending, how everybody was complaining and it was rushed in this and that, and it was to a point, but it didn't seem watching them back to back instead of having like months nice. in between, it did feel more earned and it did feel more like it was being set up than when I originally watched it with the time in between. So Again, it wasn't perfect, and you could see the, the 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 creators and the people who were behind it were kind of like, "All right, let me move on from this. I'm washing my hands of it to go do other things that 
never came about anyway. Yeah. But uh, this looks good. Yeah. The I stigma mean, of the show, I don't think will do anything to this show. I think it looks good. It should stand on its own. Yeah, I, I didn't. I'm one of the few people that didn't hate the ending. I feel like, like, I think it was earned. It just, it happened really quickly for that last season. Like that last season was really quick. Yeah. Everything happened really fast, for but sure. I felt like everything was building to those points. Anyway, we just got there quicker than we wanted to. Yeah. Um, and that's on that rewatch. You could definitely see this, that these dominoes are being set up. Yeah. And it's just, it was a lot more abrupt when you didn't have that back-to-back aspect. Mm. Um, but yeah, for sure. I, I, it's one of those things where if you were a fan of that original series, I think that most people, most people who were fans of that are coming back and it oh, looks, yeah. looks like I, it's going to be done. Well, one of the other really cool things from the trailer was you see the early stages of the iron throne and it looks yes. more like the artwork that we see where it's just like all these jagged swords sticking out everywhere instead of like this polished, mm. awesome looking throne that we're used to. Like it looked really cool. Right. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it did. And again, I mean, just the fact that we're going to get like the backstory of the people we've been hearing about yeah. for, you know, however many seasons that was, five, six seasons, you're finally going to get to see those characters actually realized on screen. So that's yeah, cool. It's going to be up. names that we hear. Right. Exactly. Um, and Matt Smith is going to be looks like he's going to be series lead yeah very very good i mean he's been good in everything i've ever seen him in so i'm excited for that yeah i like that dude and he definitely looks like a targaryen <laughs> he's got that <laughs> yes, face you just want to punch <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so that was good casting on their part i thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> um another thing that came out this week we got to see some set pictures of the new black adam movie that's going to be coming out oh um, yeah we got the black adam suit mm-hmm. which we kind of already knew what it was going to look like yeah. but it was cool to actually see it it was cool because we've been getting fan art of this for shit it's been what three years now yeah, and the rock and teasing people, it when he was wearing it under his clothes in that one yeah. picture yeah i mean uh, it's one of these movies that i'm like if it ever comes out, I'm going to be astonished because it just seems yeah. like it's been in development forever, just forever. Yep. So I'm excited for it. At the same time, I'm just like, until I start seeing some footage from it, then I'll really get excited. I do want to see it. It's just like right now I'm kind of still in the like in the, oh, is this really going to happen kind of phase? Because They've been saying we're going to get it for a long, long time. I wonder if we'll get like first footage at Fandom this weekend. That's what they're, it seems like they were leading up to that at least. And that Fandom looks like it's going to have a lot included in it. So, yeah, Um, that's exciting for this weekend. Um, But yeah, like I feel like we might get our first actual footage because this is the first time we've seen like actual like the costume and Hawkman's yeah. awesome looking like his. Uh, yeah. That helmet looks bad. The helmet looks so cool. <laughs> yeah. That looks great. So yeah, I'm, I'm 
I'm excited because I mean I I will watch anything The Rock's in pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's a bona fide money maker, and yeah. people go to see him. And I don't, you know, I don't think he's been in a movie that I haven't watched. I mean, yeah. I can't think of any any movie he's been in that I haven't watched. I've even watched the ones when he was just starting out, like yeah. Tooth Fairy and uh, and Escape from what was it called? Escape from Witch Mountain. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched those when when he was first out, and you know all those movies are they're okay, but he just has a watchability to him. He's just got the it factor, and I think he's really good in everything he's in. He's awesome. I mean, it started in wrestling. That man grabbed us all and you know made us fans <laughs> of him. So yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah, such uh, a I'm excited. Trajectory. I'm I'm excited to see like him in action as Black Adam and what they're going to do specifically because it seems like they're they're tying it back to the older heroes too, yeah. which is interesting because they kind of had like a uh, like a cameo in Shazam mm-hmm. where it was like this was the first person who had these powers and he kind of went crazy and killed his people. I don't think they're going to really cover that. I wonder if this is going to be when he's a hero and like if it's going to be when he was with the JSA type of stuff. I would assume it would have to be really. I mean, because that's all the all the JSA people are in this. Yeah, not all, but a lot of the JSA people are in the the big names that we know. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. See what they do. Hopefully it's good. I don't. Yeah. hold my breath for DC movies anymore, really. But I got to see, I mean, it's got to hold a similar tone to Shazam, which is one of their better movies. Yeah. I mean, you it would have to. It, it's it's like a uh, a companion piece almost. Or it would have, you would assume it would be a companion piece to you that would assume, but... world. Yeah, yeah, again, again, it's DC, so who the hell knows? But, I mean, you would think that they would want to eventually have those two characters meet on screen. Mm-hmm. So having it be a totally different film would be shooting themselves in the foot. Oh, but yeah. again, it is DC and they shoot themselves in the foot all the time. So who knows? But realistically, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a Shazam Black Adam fight slash team up. Maybe eventually I want to see that. And I, I'm sure that's where they're headed. But again, we can only hope, you know. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they this that this movie has been in development for as long as it has is kind of crazy to me. It seems like a surefire idea. I know part of it's got to be his schedule because he just doesn't quit. Like he works and works and works. Like the True. amount of movies that have come out with him just in the past couple of years, it's ridiculous. I got to say that. The first time I heard anything about this movie, though, I was at San Diego Comic-Con, and that was like six or seven years ago. <laughs> That's how long this has been going on. Yeah. Because it was a Warner Brothers, they had like a panel, mm-hmm. and The Rock was there, and everybody's like, oh, they're going to come out, they're going to talk yeah, about how I remember that. In, in, in development, and he didn't end up coming out or anything, but it was like a buzz 
And then I was like, okay, well, in the next few months, we got to hear something. Mm. And like I said, that's been like six years ago. So let's hope. Let's hope we get this soon. And you know Fingers what? Crossed. You said they, they, they may show something this weekend. I doubt it'll be a teaser trailer. It'll probably just be a few minutes of, of or it'll, maybe a few yeah. seconds of some kind of footage. But the even only, that would be good. The only trailer they said that they've said already that they're releasing is a new Batman trailer. Which I'm super excited for. So. I am I am in the bag for that movie. That movie looks great. It, just it does look the good. Small um, trailer. I just I just want to see more. I love I love who they have cast in that movie. So yes, I'm in on it on just on that. So let's see what they're actually doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I it, it, the only odd bit of casting in that movie that I thought was weird was Andy Serkis as their Alfred. Yeah, I'm just like that's strange. To me. It's strange. Strange, but the, then again, if anybody can do it, he can because he can. That dude's amazing. He's a, an amazing chameleon. So yeah, yeah, I, I could see how he could possibly just change everything about himself to be that. Mm-hmm. But it's just when you think about, and they have changed what the archetype for Alfred is in the last couple of years. Oh yeah, I mean he's kind of become like a in a British spy when he was younger and stuff like that. So it, it could they could play into that. Who knows? Um, but we'll have to see because I'm I'm excited that they're having this fandom thing. Are you going to watch it live when it comes? Uh, I'm not sure. I think we might be playing D and D at that time. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right because <laughs> it is Saturday. um so probably not probably <laughs> yeah. not. We'll probably have to catch it later. I'm sure we'll see all the happen. big highlights. Like we'll be getting text messages and probably I'll see like tweets and stuff and everything. So. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely have to cover that stuff next oh, week. Oh, yeah. That's, I think next week's going to be a big one just based on that stuff alone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, another bit of, uh, I guess this is news for the Marvel guys. They are greenlighting a Agatha Harkness series, as well as her being in a couple of other movies. They didn't specify which ones. They just said that she's going to reprise her role in a series and in a few movies, which series wise, that makes a ton of sense because mm-hmm. I think anything they do now, they should make into a, you know, for the, for the supporting characters, they should make into Disney plus series and yeah. her for sure. I mean, that was like a phenomenon when she, her whole Agatha all along and all that stuff. So <laughs> I think they kind of figured She's bankable. Let's make this. Yeah. And she's a great actress, too. I mean, she's she could she's another person that could do almost anything. Watch her in everything. Yeah, she was awesome. And I mean, one of the movies has to be Doctor Strange, right? You would think, right? It has to, has be, to be right. She has to be coming back. I would think so. Um, Just the way they set her up and didn't really. uh give any kind of closure with that character. No, so you kind of knew she all. was coming back. She knew she'd be back as something, but you didn't know what. Now it looks like she's definitely coming back in a show, but I would think she's coming back. She may even show up in Multiverse of Madness, some, or not Multiverse of Madness, uh, Spider-Man. That's the other one I was thinking because of all the 
multiverse stuff with that that we're saying like yeah she could end up showing up there or season two of what if loki. you never know loki 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 again yeah, that makes more sense actually yeah i could see that happening as well i mean you know i think marvel's you know got a ton of stuff coming out in the next couple of years so all that stuff would make sense for her to show up in um i think that She's a great actress, and I'm I'm looking forward to more of her character because I really oh, liked yeah. her. She in was that show. she was she was awesome, man. Where, <clears throat> like, I know for me and you, like, we're skeptical of DC stuff. Like, I feel like Marvel they just have proven themselves over and over again. Then she's like, whatever they're doing, they know what they're doing. I'm gonna check it out at the very least. Exactly. I mean, you had movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, which mm-hmm. not one of their big bankable. Uh, you know, some something that everybody can go to and know who it is. That movie was amazing. Yeah. The sequel was amazing. Even Shang Chi, not uh, Shang Chi. Even Shang Chi. Not everybody was that knew about him. I mean, I knew the bare minimum of, about him, and that movie was outstanding. I love that movie. It is probably it's really high to my being like one of my top movies in the Marvel, like just Marvel movies and just movies in general because everything about that movie was good yeah Um, it was really really well done i can't wait to see it again yes Um, i wanted to go back to the movies to see it but i just haven't gotten back there yet yeah it's hard yeah i definitely movies now yeah and even the like the other day i went back to the movies or i went to the movies but i was seeing something else so i was like oh man i would like to see that again but there's now James Bond's out. I got to go watch that eventually. Yep. And your your boy Venom, Tom Hardy is Venom. He's Oops. back. You got to go watch. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, there's just it, it's hard to get back and watch another movie for a second time. Yeah. Um. It'll be coming to Disney Plus soon enough. So I'm yeah, I'm probably sure I'll another, catch it on there I again. Think it might be November for that. I would think it's soon. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. So I'll definitely be buying that and checking it out again. Um, so in speaking of Shang-Chi, I was going to say, they also, <laughs> <laughs> they also said that they're going to be making a series for Disney plus it's in development with Zhai Ling as the leader of the 10 rings and what's going on with her character in that organization, which the movie sets it up for you, so you knew they were going to I'm, bring something. I'm super excited for that. Me too. That's like, with the way that it ended with that post credit scene, mm-hmm. and then they said Ten Rings will be back. I was my first thought was, well, they're definitely going to be. They're most likely going to get a Disney Plus series based just on this, and they might end up being the new big bad. Where we don't, since we don't have Hydra right now. You yep. don't have an aim. You can have the Ten Rings yeah, take yeah. that place. Or they yeah, could actually sure. be a force for good. We don't know, but I feel like they're going to end up being the new like big bads for the MCU as like those like street-level bad guys. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the way that movie ends, and spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it, yeah. if you haven't, maybe uh, skip forward maybe five minutes or so. But I basically, the way... Yeah. The way that it ends, I mean, she's 
you you're led to believe that she's going to make this a force of good right that's what i got from it Mm -hmm. um however she was sent there to shut it down (laughs) so you're like okay well she's not shutting it down she's clearly doing something here and and militarizing uh a group of women this time all all women soldiers not all but well it looked like no it was, it was more of a mix but she was she had more women specifically because her father never let her train yes and he said the women aren't allowed was... to train with the men so but yeah right. definitely a lot more women um i mean we saw her she had her fighting ring like her whole arena in madripoor so she brought that with her um i actually could see her and like maybe Sharon Carter working together. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening in this series. Like we could find out that they've been working together without us knowing. Cause we're, I don't know if we know exactly when this takes place in the timeline. Yeah. There was a, like some kind of a, a article came out about where it falls, but I cannot remember to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, um, Wong is alive <laughs> and doing his thing. Well, yeah, you would think it would be, yeah. And it's definitely before uh, No Way Home because he's leaving. Yep. yep. Or takes place at the same time as, I should say. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it would be an interesting twist if she had this be a organization that was in that was good and sharon carter started an organization that is bad since she's the Mm. quote unquote unquote power broker which i still don't even believe she's the power broker i think she's i think she's still reporting to somebody else so that's yet to be determined but i think that's the case but it would be cool if sharon carter was the one in this specific that'd be cool actually in that specific role they set her her and the Ten Rings up as more of like an anti-hero organization where like they're not really good, but they're not really bad. They're just doing the things yeah. that to get done. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know, even though she's a, a very new character and wasn't part of the original um, the original comics lineup, she could be recruited for whatever team. Um, Elaine's Elaine Bennis is putting together <laughs> Elaine Bennis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easier than saying her real name from the comics. Um, but yes, I think that she could, uh, she could be the proxy to uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. I mean, she was a badass in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it just because it's kind of untapped you know, untapped ground. They, they've never, I mean, the 10 rings were created just so it wasn't the actual 10 rings that Mandarin had. So yeah, this yeah. wasn't even a thing in the comics that they maybe later on, they may have incorporated as such, but yeah, back when sure. they first came out, it wasn't No, uh, So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Um, but uh, I guess out of the superhero realm and into the horror stuff that we're going to try to start covering since we are in October. Yes, yes, uh, yes. We got our first look at the new Scream movie, which, as you said, Tone, 
a lot of the original cast is back. Yeah, we got which is exciting. We got Nev Campbell, <clears throat> Courtney Cox, and David Arquette all back, which that's huge. This is also the first uh, screen movie not to be directed by Wes Craven. True. I never even thought about that. Yeah. So, um, um, that's kind of a bummer, but also at the same time, <laughs> did they say who's directing this one? This one is being directed. I think it's a duo. Oh, okay. Matt, uh, Matt Bettinelli, Open, and Tyler Gillette. Okay. Uh, it's just titled Scream. So I hate no, that. Scream 5. I really, really yeah. hate when they do that. Yeah, so but... uh, Bettinelli, Open, uh, the, oh, these guys actually uh, collaborated before on Ready or Not. Oh, and that, that movie's amazing. Yeah, if anybody so. hasn't checked that out, that's a really fun movie. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. I think they got good people behind this. A nice young cast complemented by the cast of originals. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um. I think that now that you say that those two are behind this, uh, they were the ones going to be directing. I think that'll lend a a good style to this because that movie. I don't know if you've have you seen that one, Tony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I like yeah. that movie a lot. So yeah, I'm a, I'm excited now. Um, not to say that I wasn't excited once I heard about it, but I was just like, ah, they're doing the thing I hate where they're just naming it the same thing as the first movie, which drives me nuts. Um, yeah. I don't understand that. Why do they no, do that? I don't. I didn't get did it, with it with Halloween. The Halloween, the thing. It's yeah. just call it something else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whatever. I mean, Scream 5. I don't understand why that. Why go away from that? Because that's what it was called for the longest time, and they just went to scream. Which I guess they are bringing new blood in, but if you're still connecting it to the originals and having the original cast in there, it's a continuation of that story. So, yeah, not just and it, it could have even it could have even been screams with a five as an S, like that makes that works too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like a stylized S. I don't know yeah, why they could have made the, the five the the S of screen. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. They're making no. it tough shit. It is what it is I, now. It, I lo- I love the Scream franchise. I love what it does, where it is like an homage to everything, but also poking fun at some of the stuff that happens and like getting all those like tropes that are in like the traditional slasher movies. I mean, I feel like when the first one came out, that was one of those resurgences of horror where we had a bunch of slasher movies that came out in the nineties. Cause we had, I know what yeah. you did last summer, right after that uh, yep. urban legend Valentine's, Valentine's day. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Valentine. That's what it was called. Valentine. Uh, My bloody Valentine came shortly after that was a yeah, remake, a but remake. also within that same, same time frame. Um, yeah, but that first Scream movie, I didn't, you don't think about it because there's been so many and they kind of all been. It's meta before meta was a thing and it worked. I mean, 
you know, it, it doesn't really hold up as well, maybe. But I don't know. I, I think that one still holds up. I actually uh, had one of my friends uh, who hadn't seen it ever before. Like we watched it probably a couple of months ago uh, and she loved it. <laughs> uh, it yeah, is... I think it still holds up. It's and it's like I love seeing the, the Wes Craven cameo when he's the janitor. Yeah. Like, and he's in the front. There's a lot of good sweater. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, the first time watching it, I remember being like, you really didn't know who the killer was Dang. until the very, very end. It reveal. was very good. I mean, I was through the whole movie. I'm like, no clue. Yeah, at least for me, like, it was very yeah, good. Yeah. Like, my first time watching it, like, not, I wasn't picking anything up. And I love that the whole, the rules of a horror movie that we got from mm-hmm. those movies the whole like killer calling you and asking you what's your favorite scary movie yeah like that it was a love letter to horror films and it was great yeah absolutely i that's one that kind of like kind of like the final destination movies for me yeah the first one's really well done and that the kills are cool and all that stuff but you don't that the first one of those movies scream and final destination are just really well done horror movies you know yeah but they were again they're very 90s like you can't watch them without going oh this is an this is definitely a part of its time and the music the way that they like the way they dress like it's very 90s yeah the fashion, the music, the sayings, all of it's very, very <laughs> 90s, which yeah. growing up in the 90s or, you know, in the 80s and 90s, I was fine with. But oh, yeah, definitely. with the retro, like, oh, yeah, it's cool. a little cringy, like especially in the first screen. When yeah, yeah. Everyone's hanging out at the video store. It's like that's not <laughs> a thing that people understand now. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's uh, it's of a bygone era. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens in this movie. Um, again, I didn't care for the last one. Uh, maybe even three. I didn't really like either. I liked one and two. Um, the third one and the fourth one. The fourth one. Julia Roberts's niece. I can't stand that girl. Emma Emma Roberts. I think her name is. Oh, you know, I, like Emma I, I hate that girl. I don't know what it is about her. I despise her. Uh, she's such. And it may be just because the character she plays, but like she's always such a shitty character. And like, oh, yeah, she just has a face you want to like just smack her. It's awful. She's awful, but she's probably a very nice person in real life. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, know but, but I didn't <laughs> like that. Yeah, we don't know. So I'm going to keep it. I'm going to, I stand by what I said. She's an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that she's not. So I'm exactly. just going to stand so, by it. There you go. <laughs> um, I guess the other, well, a trailer for this one actually just came out and you and I both watched the paranormal activity next of kin. Yes. Another one. It's um, a lot. It looks good. It does look good. And it and comes at the end of the I, month, which I'm, excited and surprised like i wasn't expecting it to come out that quick because usually you get a trailer you're like oh i gotta wait a couple months at least 
Yeah. They did a good job putting it out the right month to put it out. Yeah, unlike Scream, which is coming out in January. <laughs> it's what? It's a Paramount Plus exclusive, it is. I think. Yep. Yep. It looks good. I mean, they're moving away from Southern California and moving to Amish country, which isn't that far from us. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's that's just one of those. The Paranormal Activity movies, we were talking about it uh, off air. They're all pretty good. Yeah. Like each of them, you know how some movies have diminishing returns. All of them are pretty decent and they yeah. they all have a storyline that kind of interweaves throughout them. Um mm-hmm. even the one that was like a the one off which yeah, was, was uh the, how was that called? That was like the fourth or fifth one. And that one was uh the marked the ones. The, the yeah, the marked ones, yep. Because that's when yeah. we found out that people were marked from birth. Yes. And again, it, it was a little different than the others. And it, the main storyline of the sisters and the mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it was it, it did come back in the end that this was part of the whole same story, which was cool. Um, and I it looks like this is going to be the same. It's going to bring that. Uh, that story into the fold as well. So we'll have to yeah, I'd like see to see how, how, how it connects because it looks very different. Like, just like I said, like they're in uh, like the Amish country and that's where the whole next of kin comes from. The, our right. main characters meeting her family that are Amish for the first time. Yeah. And then bad things start to happen because it's a horror movie. Bad so things, we need it. <laughs> bad things do be happening there. Um, try to stay away from Amish country just because they don't have a have any electricity or anything. So you know, yeah, I try to stay out of that. But uh, yeah, they are very very close to us, so we'll have to watch out for demons and shit. Yeah, apparently, I mean, maybe that's where I need to go hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's you. You want this stuff? I, I'm not <laughs> cool with it. I don't. I don't want it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another trailer to drop this week was, uh, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Yes. Now, here we go. Okay. I'm just going to say this. I know that these games have a huge following mm-hmm. and I know that in the games, the place is called Raccoon City, mm-hmm. but as is the dumbest fucking name for a city <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. It's just, I mean, Star City. Uh, even that's better than raccoon city i mean i don't know i just i every time i read it i'm like jesus it's called raccoon city but again i know and the trailer itself looks very cool Um, oh yeah i was a huge huge fan of the games like you guys were uh i saw the first two of the movies i saw the first two and i remember thinking the first one was kind of boring and the second one was pretty good but I know there's like seven or eight of them, and I haven't watched yeah. them all. And they were just a vehicle for Mila Jovovich, pretty much. Like nothing against oh, yeah. her. her husband. The, yeah, her husband making these movies, like that's great. Like they were fine, but they weren't what they should have been. Like they completely went away from everything that is in the games. Then they started to bring all the game stuff in, but by then it was too late because they made her the center of the universe. 
this looks right. like it's staying very faithful to the games, like down to us getting shots straight out of the first two games in the trailer. Um, it looks like it's mostly going to be uh, Resident Evil 2 with maybe flashbacks or other stuff to Resident Evil 1. But we have our four main characters from the first two games. They're all in there. Uh, this one looks and feels like Resident Evil. Some of the CG doesn't look great in the international trailer that dropped like a couple days later. Everything looked better. Yeah. Um, and that's all stuff they're going to be working on up until exactly. probably like a week before the release. So yeah, I, I try not to try not to make too many judgment calls on the trailers and the way that their special effects look in there because they do a lot of yeah. polishing up until like a week before the release. So sometimes days before the release. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but I mean, it looks good. I'm excited. I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. So I hope this movie does what I want it to do as a Resident Evil fan. Right. And it looks like they're going that way. And they have a lot of source material. They have eight main games and then a bunch of side games also that they could pull from. So, Yeah. And like I think you were saying or either you or Brian were saying that the director was saying he's a huge fan of the second game. So it's very... He's a huge fan of Resident Evil 2 specifically, so he was drawn. That's why he wanted to adapt that, but he also is bringing stuff in from the first game also. like You see them in the mansion, in the trailer. You see Chris and Jill and Wesker. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff, but he said he really wanted to focus on the second game, which is why we get... uh, claire and leon and we're it's the actual raccoon city stuff happening um i like the way that the zombies look in this like they're not yeah all that, just like especially completely that decayed. Yeah. oh yeah the one with the like the whole face that's an actual character yeah the side face like coming yeah like apart. that that's a very looking, cool yeah. character that i think is actually from the first game so like i said he's pulling stuff from both and he's doing a lot of like small things too that i'm sure like fans have noticed if they've watched the trailer as probably as many times as i did um but there's like little things in there like he actually got to use some game footage in parts of the movie too um it's just really cool what they're doing and like you can tell uh i actually watched um a breakdown with him talking over the trailer and talking about how he put the trailer together and basically him talking about the movie and you can tell this guy's a fan so yeah. we at least i mean when we see fans get to make passion projects they usually come out good so yeah and that's that's the thing that i've been seeing well we've all been seeing a lot a trend as of late where it's not just finding some random director they seem to be trying to find people who have some kind of affinity or, or, mm-hmm. or you know appreciation for the source material to try to take a stab at what's going on so yeah. it's cool and again like i said i'm not the you know hugest fan of the game series but i thought that the trailer looked really cool and i'll probably end up checking it out when it comes out in theaters yeah. um just as a horror movie it, yeah it doesn't even oh, yeah you know, for me it, for me it doesn't the, the game part of it doesn't really jump out but the fact that it looks like a pretty cool horror movie i'm in yeah, it looks like a, a good zombie movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 
you know, as far as the, I, I don't think they have any kind of ties to the old ones, right? This is just kind of like oh, a no, this is only. a complete reboot. That's I, I think that's okay. specifically why they titled it Welcome to Raccoon City because okay. they're rebooting it. And, and it looks like the set pieces look like Raccoon City straight out of the game. So I'm excited. Okay. All right. Well, you hear you heard it here first. If Tone's excited and he loves the games, <laughs> then you should probably go. You should probably go look at this uh, when it comes out. Um, yeah. The thing that we both loved and oh, we got yes. to see in in the last week or so, however long it's been out, we watched Midnight Mass yes. on Netflix. Yes. And wow, yes. that was. I mean. I've been saying this for as long as this guy's been making movies. He is one of the best filmmakers today. Uh Story-wise, I mean, he's just one of those dudes who he doesn't miss. I haven't seen a movie or or a film that he's done so far that have been bad. Now, Um, everything I've watched by him, I have liked at least if I didn't love it. Yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoyed this. Like, yes, to the fact that this is my favorite thing he's ever done. Oh, um, he's easily for me. Again, I have to rewatch it. Just like anytime I see a Marvel movie or something like mm-hmm. that, I'm like, oh, this is like my new favorite. I don't want to have that knee jerk reaction. I do need to watch it again because Mike Flanagan, all his stuff is amazing so i can't yeah. just you know say yeah he's he's amazing and and this is my new favorite thing because there's so much of his stuff that is really 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 good so i think for me it is easy for me to say it's my favorite because there was so much in this that i felt connection to aside mm-hmm. from it just like it was really good but like i grew up in catholic school <laughs> So if you don't know, like Midnight Mass, it's a Catholic uh, takes place on this island, Crockett Island, and it's a completely Catholic community. So like all of that stuff, like when they're saying mass and when they're singing these songs, I know all that stuff. I still know it, even though I haven't been to church and I don't know how long. Um, But all of that and specifically Riley Flynn who I think he kind of based on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fact that I saw a lot of myself in Riley Flynn, except for the whole uh, alcohol and like, you know, all that stuff, like him being alcohol and all that stuff. Like, but yeah. the fact of him like growing up Catholic and then like coming back to this community and him being an atheist at that point, like i like I'm I don't yeah. consider myself an atheist, but I'm not a practicing Catholic at all anymore. Yeah. Um, um to the to the same extent, I, I just know my mother-in-law who I live with is very, very into church and we mm-hmm. watched it together and my whole family watched it. And to the point where they were doing uh readings and stuff like that and at the one point he's wearing a green i don't even know what the thing is called the green robe and she's Mm -hmm. like why is he wearing that he should be wearing a white one and i'm like (laughs) okay maybe i don't know maybe it was just a an an error on the filmmaker's part 
And now in the very next scene, mm-hmm. they explained why he was wearing a green one and it wasn't a white one. It was like that level of minutia. Yeah. And that's what makes this dude a great filmmaker, in my opinion. Yeah. And he, like you said, he is coming from a place that he knows, obviously, because mm-hmm. he was, he said he was, he grew up Catholic and took a lot of that stuff that he knew and put it into the story, of course. But the story that he created for this movie or this that's, mini that's, series, I should say, that's so uh, it's just, it's outstanding. Every episode yeah. had me wanting more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you kind of gave a brief synopsis. It's basically about a young guy in his, I guess he's 30-ish. He, yeah, um, I, I think he's probably like in his 30s. He ends up, uh, he was drinking and driving and ends up uh, hurting somebody. And, and talk about a rough scene to start out on. <laughs> Oh, dude, That's I was like, of the show, and I'm like, what woo, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty rough, but I, I really that sets the whole tone of the no, show. No, it does. It was good, but it was just like I was not expecting that, which I guess I should have, because I feel like he's done that in his last two series, too, where he kind of starts like in this. Like hard spot, but yeah. Yeah, it was so well done. It's like, oh, if this is where we're starting, I know it's not going to get any better. <laughs> yeah, I uh, again, we're going to be talking spoilers here. So if you yeah. don't want to know about the series, uh, I don't have a timestamp for you, but we're going to be talking about this for the next couple minutes. So realistically, Definitely. that opening and I, th- I feel like the thing that the cop he's sitting on the on the side of the mm-hmm. road after after I, I won't even dance around it. He kills this girl in a, in a car accident. Uh, he was drinking and driving and he's sitting there and he's praying for this girl on the ground. He thinks she yep. has a chance to make it. And the EMT just comes over and says, yeah, while you're at it, why don't you ask him why he never kills the drunk assholes? Yep. And that was like a gut punch. I was like, holy shit, this guy ain't fucking around with this thing. This yep. It was it, the whole show is just God. It's so good. It's so um, good. So he ends up. He has to go home after being released from prison mm-hmm. to live with his family, who live on a island, Crockett Island, which was a primarily a fishing uh, town or fishing island, and that's how most of the people on that island made their living. And the place has come on hard times, and they all kind of rely on the church. And to kind of see them through and he just gets some incredible characters in there i mean oh yeah i love that he use uh, uses a lot of the same actors too i love that it's it's uh, something that Siegel not a lot of people is, do she's amazing kate siegel and, uh, and it's so funny because it's <laughs> rob zombie there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that they do similarly mm-hmm. they use a lot of the same actors their wife is in almost all of their projects yet one is fucking fantastic and one arguably isn't and, and again i i'm a person who likes rob zombie and i watch his movies but they're pretty bad most of them yeah. i mean there, there's a few that are here and there that they're good but i mean she katie is, is it seagull or seagull or i think you, it's seagull just um she's outstanding like yes in everything she's in, she's she's good in it. Um, and in this, 
she's kind of the the innocence that he's still looking for the main yeah. character riley yeah because yeah, that's uh, his, and his high school sweetheart yeah his connection back to times before things were so fucked up for him mm-hmm. um and just she's great in it zach Gelford, who plays riley is oh he plays that melancholy brokenness perfectly so good and when he's questioning stuff when he's having those conversations with uh father paul who, uh, yes. Uh, just those conversations, like you can see that, and I'm like, I've had those conversations with people, and they, and I felt the same way. I like I said, I felt a really strong connection to Riley, and what he did in the end is, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're probably right. I probably would have done the same as well. Um, before we go any further, no, yeah. yeah. Hamish Linklater as mm-hmm. the priest. Yes. I, I he, This guy was not on my radar before this. I think I've he was seen in him and other stuff. Him. I just can't. I, his face yeah. looks familiar. I can't remember where from, though. This guy is one of the best actors I've seen in anything in the, in the last 10 years. He's, he's so good. Good in every scene he's in. Mm-hmm. Believable. And also he's essentially playing two different characters sort of kind of um but when he's in those meetings where they're having the aa meetings and he's talking to riley Mm -hmm. and he's just telling him stop stop lying i'm tired of this you're lying to me you're lying to yourself that was some of the most real and effective acting i've seen in anything in a long time he is really really good in the show and it's Um, so good because when we find out who he is yes it like you understand why he knows that riley is lying yes exactly um there's so many things in this in this show that are the one thing that annabeth gish plays the doctor of the town Mm -hmm. and she has a an elderly mother oh my god she takes care of now which that was just mind-blowing right um (laughs) The only reason I knew what was going to happen, yes. sort of, kind of, was because I knew who the actress was that was playing the mother. Okay. But again, it was one of those things where she has a scene early on in the show where she's talking to her girlfriend. She's she's a gay character, mm-hmm. and she's talking to her girlfriend at like some yeah. kind of affair they're having, and she's like, "I've always felt like he's watching me priest my old priest used to just watch me and like kind of like look down on me because he kind of knew i was gay before i knew i was gay and he could just Mm -hmm. tell but the reveal that he is the same guy and the reason he's always looked at her from afar is because that's his daughter and he wants so badly to connect with her but can't it's so sad Mm -hmm. it's ah it's so well done it's so well and uh i said this to a couple of my friends it this series is the best Stephen King story that Stephen King didn't write. Absolutely. And, and you, you can, can see tell, all like, of that. You can tell Mike Flanagan is a huge Stephen King fan. I mean, aside from the fact that he's adapted his work before. Yes. Right. He like you can see Salem's Lot in this a lot. And Salem's Lot is my yep. favorite Stephen King story, which is another reason probably why I like this so much. Yeah. Um, you can see that a lot. You can see Shades of the Mist and all these other like mm-hmm. great King stories. 
And I just, I loved every second of Midnight Mass. As soon as I finished it, I was telling people, like, you need to go watch this if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, same. I, I, anybody who will listen, I'm like, you need to watch this show. It's and people were so good. I don't think I've heard anybody who's, and I've had two or two people at work, they both watch it after me saying how good it was. And they were like, dude, that was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just one of those shows where if you are looking for a really, really good horror show to watch, yes, that yes. is, that is the one recommendation I would give because his other, his other shows that uh, were out before this, both of them were really, really well done. No, they're, the very, Haunting they're of Hill House, good. Yeah. Great the show. House and Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Very good. Not as good as this, not even as good as Hill House, in my opinion, but mm-hmm. both very, very well done. Um, but yeah, this blows both of those out of the water. I mean, it's it's, it's just so it's his masterpiece from beginning to end. The ending is satisfying, even though it's like, like and it ends a different way than because I thought they were going to go the Salem's Lot route where it was just going to be pandemonium and we didn't know what happened after that because that's how Salem's lot ends. We know the vampires start taking over in Salem's lot and we don't know what happens after we just figure, Oh, they're going to take over the country at this point in this story where we're ending. It ends at it ends. There's no need for a season two. This tells a complete story. And I love that about it. And it does it there in seven that, episodes. Yes. There is the one small, and it's done yeah. because you want that. You want to be able to be like, oh, I wonder if mm-hmm. at the end of the at the end of the show, if you haven't seen it and you're still listening, uh, the creature, the vampire, the angel, whatever you want to call it, it's, angel. it's a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. angel, according to the the religious people, to obvious goddamn that- vampire. <laughs> like, how? I mean, it, <laughs> yeah it's like i get i get where he was going and i get why yeah, and they I, did but what thing they did is, and- i love how he explained it away and it made sense like in his mind it made sense because every time an angel is mentioned in the bible everyone was scared of it and it's like yes this is so good, but it's like the wings. Come on. Those aren't <laughs> it's sucking wings. your blood and it has wings and it has fangs and it's the scariest looking thing I've ever seen. Um, but then again, it, it, you know, it's it's all in the interpretation, I guess. Exactly. No, but, but it was all so well done because you're like, no, people would believe this. <laughs> and again, I, I don't think he's, you know, I, I think it could be people who are hardcore into religion could be a little uh upset with this but he's not he's not looking down or talking down to people who are religious (laughs) which is where i I thought it might go but it didn't no it's more or less like because you have in this story you have those people and even father paul like to a point was like that but then he gets to the point where he's like no this is wrong what yeah. I was yeah. wrong. And he realizes that. But you have all different people on that spectrum of religion in this story. You have Riley, yes. who's the atheist, but then you have I can't remember her name now, who uh Katie's Beth. character. No, 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 well, we have oh, Bev the- who but like uh what was her name? 
Katie Siegel's character. Uh, Katie Siegel's character. Oh, uh, what was her name? Her name was. Give me a second here. I'll look it up. Her name was Aaron. Aaron Green. Uh, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, but you have um, Aaron and Riley. Have they have these conversations where it's very much them being respectful of each other because she is religious and he isn't. And they have really yes. good, deep conversations about that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, even I totally glossed over that. But the the aspect of her losing her baby. Yeah. And the philosophical questions that come with that mm-hmm. and how she would deal with it and how he would deal with it. it just it's just it's so just a really good show. And it's crazy. It's so good. It's so well written. All of the characters are good. Even Bev, who you hate. You yes. hate Bev because she's she's that religious zealot that like is ready to push everyone to the side. Even the sheriff who's Muslim and has done nothing wrong <laughs> to these people. One of all. one of my favorite characters of that show. Yes, the sheriff was- of Muslim. He was so good, and and he's another guy who's been in a lot of his stuff. Yeah, um, he's a great actor. I was expecting there to be like a, almost like an Stephen King's it kind of thing, where a team of, or a group of certain people who were not taking the sacrament were going to have to group together to stop it, mm-hmm. which they sort of kind of did, but they, they didn't do it as much as I thought they were going. I to. mean, we had the one character. Uh, the doctor, since she wasn't going to church, yes. she didn't take the sacrament, yes. and she she ended up dying. And it's and that was such a heartbreaking yes. scene because Father Paul goes and bites himself and tries to get her to drink his blood, and she she says no. Yeah, and <sighs> Riley, I mean Riley's oh, end was oh it was heartbreaking and also totally visceral and crazy at the yes. same time but um joe collier another tragic character the drunk yeah. like i felt so bad for that guy cuz he kind of he started he getting his, that, trying to get his life together and then it and was having short. like the little sucked. girl just say she say she forgave him and he couldn't forgive himself and mm-hmm. oh my god it's so good and then just I, honestly, I turned to my wife. I'm like, you're not going to kill Joe Collie, are they? And she's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, bro, he's going to die. I was like, no. Yeah, it's like as soon as you're like, no, because you start rooting for him. You're like, yeah, he's going to AA now. He was standing there in front of the yeah. beer in the store and he didn't grab it. Like he goes to Father Paul yes. to tell him like, hey, I didn't drink the beer today. And then he had to notice yeah. a picture on the wall. Yeah, and it was like just oh. such an outstanding show, man. I, I, I really, if anybody hasn't watched it yet, do yourself a favor and watch this show. It's amazing. You will not be disappointed at no, all. No, I don't think and, so. We didn't mean to spoil everything, but it's hard not. To yeah, talk about I mean, it there's even even all this stuff that we've talked about is just scraping the surface. Yeah, no, really. there's still I mean, so much more. It's just that good. Yes. Do yourselves a favor. Watch it if you haven't. Rewatch it if you have. Tell everybody you can. I'm probably going to rewatch it. (laughs) 
I actually was just thinking about it because I, I do want to rewatch it and I would like to rewatch it before Halloween because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I might try to maybe do an episode a day for the next seven days or so because yeah, it's, it's only seven only, episodes. It's, it's only yeah, seven it's episodes quick. and it's. But they're such good episodes. <laughs> yeah. And every one of them gives you just enough to be like, I need to see what happens mm-hmm. next week, but delivers and also leaves you wanting more. Yes. Um, Cause there are some shows, I think you and I have talked about it before penny dreadful and things like that, mm-hmm. which I, I got to say, maybe I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it, Yeah, but it was but really mostly, it was mostly trying to go back because I, was hooked from the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that ended really well. I want to see the next one. But then it's just 45 minutes of nonsense. And then the last 10 minutes of the show, they hook you again. And you're like, oh, I got to mm-hmm. see what happens next week. This one is great. 45 minutes hook at the last 10 delivers on the, that hook in the next 45 minutes and then gives you another hook. It's that's how this show structured. The thing is almost every episode was at least an hour or more and it Were did they? not feel like it yep no they they run they run pretty quick um i, I didn't even know they were all an hour i thought they were maybe 45 minutes but yeah if no, you say they, were, an hour. they were at least about an hour each so yeah but it's very good yeah. time well spent i mean it is yes. it's an outstanding show and honestly if and that's one that had good music too like the building music and everything and actual real church songs in there too like it's crazy i really can't say enough how good the show was um you know obviously if if you have seen it you want to watch other his stuff i can't pick one or two because they're all good the shows obviously he only had a few shows he had the haunting of hill house and the haunting of Bly manor Mm -hmm. but movie wise i always tell people they should seek out absentia from 2011 that was his first uh full mo- uh, full length film and it's amazing it's very creepy very uh atmospheric mm-hmm. and one of those movies that not a lot of people know but they should because it's really really good yeah um Gerald's game also on Netflix that adaptation really of cool. a, a Stephen King story uh Dr Sleep Dr. Sleep was fantastic. That was very good. Another Stephen King thing. Uh, a hush. I mean, I'm look, yeah, I'm looking at all his filmography. Every one on here is good. Every single thing he's done is good. Yeah, Oculus is good. Hush. Hush is actually very good. Yeah. It's Katie yeah. Siegel again, and she's playing uh, someone that's mute. Yes. Right? Um, mute yes, and deaf. And she's very, very... So good. Yeah, she's definitely mute, and it kind of lends to the to the suspense and all that stuff of the film. If you haven't seen it, I won't give it away, but very, very good. Uh, check that out as well. Even mm-hmm. that uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil. It's yeah. the second one in the Ouija series, and it's the... It's, um, it's the better one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Before I Wake, I only saw once, but that was very good, too. Um, Jacob Tremblay is in it. Uh, okay. That's a very good movie. All, all these movies on here, every one of them is good. So, yeah, do yourself a favor and watch some Mike Flanagan stuff because the guy is 
very, very good at what he does. Um, I think it's probably top three or top four in the in the Netflix should watch. You should watch this kind of thing. It's and I, in the top ten. It's definitely in the top ten. I think it's not in the high top ten for some reason, which I don't understand. Um, but it's very good. I think everyone should check it. Oh wow, he's co-writing. A, just because I'm looking at his upcoming projects now, yeah. he's co-writing something is killing the children, which is a that comic book that's getting adapted very soon. Yes, yeah, it's a it comic book that's getting adapted into a film, and he's also doing Fall of the House of Usher. So, oh wow, didn't know that. Okay, awesome. Like he's doing a lot of great stuff. <laughs> it's just yeah. gonna be good. <laughs> and the guy has an eye f- for cinematography mm-hmm. and he he really really knows how to write uh, he he writes most of his stuff from what i understand yeah um and he knows how to write dialogue he knows how to uh basically just tell a story in a really compelling and you know usually a very cinematic way so mm-hmm. definitely check his stuff out he, he's really really good um I think we've uh, spent enough time (laughs) pouring, pouring our love all over this uh, show. But again, it's, it, it deserves the praise that we're giving it because it is that good. It Um, it really is. So, yeah, so definitely check that out. Um, And now I guess we will move into what we are going to talk about this week, which is our top three horror movies. Yes, yes, yes. With Tone not being, or with uh, Brian not being here this week, we do have his picks that he sent along with us. So uh, either myself or Tone will be interjecting with his uh, picks after we tell what ours are. And uh, we will get into it, I guess, right about now. Do you have one that you want to lead off with, Tone? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll. I, I did mine as uh, horror movies that I personally love. And that I show to people that are either getting into horror initially or getting back into horror. Okay. Um, but these are all movies I personally love. Um, I start out my honorable mention, which yeah. this was really hard for me. Like it was hard just narrowing down a list anyway. But for my honorable mention, I want to make my honorable mention. Guillermo del Toro the director because everything he does is amazing (laughs) but I picked specifically Pan's Labyrinth because I love that movie I love the way the creatures and everything look in that movie I love that it's a marriage of horror and fantasy and I just think I can't like say how much I love that movie um it's just so good I love the fawn everything about it and like it's this really dark fairy tale for the like for those that don't know um but it's just so 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 good um but yeah like i said i love everything that he makes so pretty much anything but specifically pan's labyrinth that's my honorable mention and yeah that that's why i mean have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Ed? I have. Um, I saw it when it probably first came out. I guess it was 2004 or 5, something like that. Mm. I remember seeing it 
it was when it came out on DVD. I didn't see it in the theaters, mm-hmm. but I do remember really liking it. Um, it, it does have horror a- aspects to it, but I think if it's more of a fantasy, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but I could see there's it's definitely they got some creepy shit in there. So I understand mm-hmm. why you would put it on the list. There, there are monsters um, in there. <laughs> yeah. And the, the the main bad creature, I don't know its name, is super duper creepy. Uh, the dude with the hands in his eye, hands and eyes, eyes in his hand, hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, creepy looking. Um, but the one that always sticks out to me horror wise for him is the Devil's Backbone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I only saw once when it came out, but it was creepy and it was really well done. It's not. It's not like terrifying, but it's a really no, good ghost that's story. That's a very good, just like ghost story. Yes, good ghost story. Um, obviously he goes on to do the Hellboy movies, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Uh I love Crimson Peak, which that's a good one too. I really like, like that too. It's not a horror movie per se, it's more of a gothic love story that has ghosts yeah. in it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what hurt it at the box office because I remember. Yeah. When it came, it didn't have like a big success at the box office or anything. But I remember mm-hmm. watching it when it came out on, I think at the time, Redbox was a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think we Redboxed it. And I remember being like, this is a pretty good movie. I wonder why yeah. people didn't go see it. But I think it was being uh, being touted as being a scary movie. Yeah, it was when it really as a horror it. movie. And I remember going to see it and be like, I love this. It's not a horror movie, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's beautiful, uh, just like yeah. all his movies are very, very just gorgeous to look at. Um, but yeah, that's one that was uh, was that after he was Loki, Tom Hiddleston? He's in it. Yeah, it was him, Charlie Hunnam. Who was the girl? Uh, wasn't it the girl from uh, from uh, the, the Alice in Wonderland movies? She was in it. wasn't she? Yes. Mia, Mia Kalashka or whatever her name is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's something like that. Me and Wasikowska. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Wasikowska. I'm saying yeah, it right. And Jessica you're, you're Chastain. All, everybody else is saying it wrong. Yeah, and Jessica Chastain was also in it. Yes. Um. Good movie, though. I mean, again, it's one of those things I think it happens a lot, in, especially in a horror genre. They just market it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you're going in expecting one thing and then you get there and it's something totally different. But yep. for me, at least it worked because I wasn't really expecting anything out of it and it was, was going to be. So I really liked that one. Um, but down on next on to your list, uh, what's your number three? My number three is paranormal activity. Okay. The first one. Yeah. The first one. Uh, since I mean, we, I, that's why I didn't want to get too much into it. We were talking about the other ones. Yeah. Yep, uh, yep. But Paranormal Activity, that first movie, I love that movie. It's one of the only like modern horror movies that scared me a little bit because I was living mm. by myself at the time when I saw it. And I saw it. Actually, I have a huge, like, actual big story with this one. I saw Paranormal Activity before it was released generally to the public. Oh, okay. I would go on up humming, upcoming horror movies. Dot com. I don't know if you ever went on there back in the day, Ed. Mm-mm. but I would go on there. Like I was on that website every day, pretty much to see when they we would get new news for horror movies and everything. They were talking yeah. about this movie, Paranormal Activity, that was 
very low budget, limited release. To get it to screen in your city, you had to go on their website and like beg for it pretty much to be screened. And they would only screen it at one time, like one day usually. And it, like I said, because it wasn't a big movie, no big studio had picked it up yet. So it was finally coming to Philly. Um, me and my friends went. They were, it was only showing at midnight in like the middle of the week. We went to go see it. The movie happens. I love the entire movie. Everyone gets up to leave for the end of the movie. And you know how it ends. There's no credits. It's just black screen. Yeah. Everyone gets up. We're all walking out. The lights go out in the movie theater. Everything. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, it was like just this whole experience. And that's why specifically I love that movie. Uh, it's just so good and so well done. And like, it's so creepy and it's like minimalism. Yes. I was just because you say don't know that. what's happening. And I love the fact that it was because the uh, creator, director, Oren Pelly, he had just moved into the house that they filmed the first movie in. And he was hearing all the sounds that you hear when you're like just sitting in your house by yourself. He was like, hmm, maybe I should yeah. make a horror movie about that. And he did. And it was amazing. Uh, and I went home that night after seeing the movie and every little sound I heard, I'm like, is that the demon coming to get me? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part of that movie. That, Like you said, the minimalism, mm -hmm. um, how they were able to create scares and effects. I mean, the, the effect of the pulling of the leg and pulling yes. her down the hallway. That was, I don't know how they did it. I never looked into how they did it, but it was so effective because it's slowly but surely the movie just leads up to her standing there above him and mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff's happening. And for some of it, you're just waiting for something to happen and sometimes nothing happens. And, no. she just, it's and it's just day. the atmosphere that yeah. he builds up, like just with the, like the absence of sound, you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> And she's just standing there for hours mm -hmm. and staring at him. And then when something actually happens, then yeah. you're like, holy shit, yep. I can't believe this is happening. I mean, they're, they do a really good job of setting things up in that movie and then having you like just looking so hard, waiting mm -hmm. for one little thing to happen. And then something huge happens and scares the shit out of you. Uh, again, the movie that all the other movies, it's one of those series where I enjoy most all yeah. of them. I think I, I, I think I, I like them all. Movie. Like they all add like their own little thing and they do that well. Like I remember in the one they added the because uh, it was new for the Xbox, the like their big camera thing. I can't remember what it's called, but they had that thing in there and like they showed you like when you turn the lights out and you have the night vision on you could see all the little dots around the house and then yeah. you see the shape in the dots and you're like oh shit that thing's <laughs> <Yeah>. there <laughs> yes that was that was another movie where uh the commercials and stuff lent a lot to it because i remember mm -hmm. when it was only being screened maybe in new york and and uh la and they had these the commercial was just literally a voiceover of somebody saying like this is one of the scariest movies mm -hmm. you know released this year and it was just showing the audience reactions yep. in like you know uh on a camcorder of mm -hmm. what's happening and i'm like holy shit if these people are that scared at this movie i really want to see it 
Yeah. Um. So I bl- I I could be lying, but I think we saw this in the theater, and I remember really really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. And uh, like, I mean, I like. Then there was a like a resurgence of the found footage genre with this, like with all these movies, and there was actually one that came out. I want to say last year. That was filmed over Zoom. I forget what it's called. I know that there were several, and the one was called Host. Host, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I watched. I watched it on Shutter. And it was filmed over Zoom. Like they filmed everything on their computers or their phones, however they had it. And they filmed and they did all the special effects themselves. They had to learn how to do the stuff in the home in their homes by themselves yeah like the like you were saying with uh in paranormal activity where she gets pulled out of the room and we don't know how that happens like they show like they had like these little workshops where they learn how to pull chairs in their houses by themselves because yeah. it was going on during covid when they were filming all this right which is like and then i just thought that was something that was cool that came out because of stuff like paranormal activity um but yeah, I love Paranormal Activity. I think that's a great movie. And I think that's something that, hey, if you're getting into horror, like you want to see something supernatural, this is a good one for you. Absolutely. I'll agree. Um, I guess we'll move on to uh, Brian's picks. Uh, his uh, honorable mention is Candyman. Um, yes. And he just said how much he loves it because it was the first time that he saw a black horror icon, which is probably the first time that's ever happened. I would, I would think. I um, mean, outside of Blackula, but yeah, yeah, no, that was yeah, more yeah. of a joke, like, actual, than anything, right? Like serious, like horror killer, like yeah, Candyman. Was, yeah, had to be the and first scary, time. very scary. Yes. Um. Plus, it had a good social commentary, and you know. Yeah, all all the stuff that comes along with that. He just said how much he enjoyed that movie, and that's his uh, honorable mention. And then uh, for his number three, we are going with Tales from the Hood. Um, yes. Again, he's mentioned how Tales from the Hood and the character of Mr. Sims was just one of his favorite horror characters. But the movie itself, he said that... Uh, it's the first fully black horror movie that he saw and had a great story and social commentary and just a classic in his opinion. And Mr. Sims is the shit is what he said to me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But I agree with uh, what Brian's saying there. Like it's definitely one of the first movie, like uh, all black horror movies that I saw also like growing up. Yeah. And and I remember falling in love with it when I first saw it and I was, that was when I was young. Um, it's a very good movie. If you haven't seen tales from the hood, this is now the second podcast. We're talking about it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, search it out. And then he said, there's also a out. second one, which I didn't even know about, but uh, so there's two movies right there. You could jump on and try to check those out. Yeah. So that is his number three um, for my number three. This again, I'll go with my honorable mention first. It was very hard to narrow these movies down to three. Um, The only reason that this is an honorable mention is because I just love these other two movies more and I find them uh, just 
better and scarier, better, but also better made, I would say. Um, the Strangers is my honorable mention. Oh, even though it's the one that scares me the most out of nah, that, it, that's not even true. It, it's the <laughs> one that the it's one of the ones that scares me the most. It's one of my favorite, absolute favorite movies. But there's just three movies above this that I just think are better, better made and longer lasting. I don't know. Exactly. It's just one of those things where I'm it, it once I get to the others, you'll you'll know. Yeah. Um, but the strangers, as I'm I said, surprised before, that's your honorable mention, actually. I I was like debating back and forth. I'm like, but I can it be above this? I don't know that it can mm-hmm. necessarily be above this. Okay. So I was going back and forth. Um, the strangers, like I said, scares the shit out of me. I love the characters, um, the the masked characters. I think they're iconic, I think they're horrifying. Yeah. I really like the, the story overall. Um, but my number three, it just has, and this is all only because it's so visceral is why I made my top three horror movies. It's one of those things where I had to kind of try to try to talk myself into this because I was like, should it be strangers or should it be mm-hmm. uh, Texas no, Chainsaw? Again, it's just one of those movies where every time I see it, even though there are aspects of this movie that are kind of annoying, like Franklin, and that you know the music in the background and stuff is kind of cheesy, you can't deny the fact that this movie is just so has that real that tinge of realness to it that still gets me every time. Leatherface is one of the scariest horror villains, in my opinion. And the fact that it's been tried to to make it now, I think there's seven times and they still haven't gotten it exactly right. Like I said, I do like the remake. And I think mm-hmm. that that version of Leatherface is scarier. The original Leatherface just has this grossness about him and this dinginess and this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a real dude kind of thing. Whereas the leather face from the remake is just like, Jesus, that's horrifying because that dude will pick you up above his head and put you on a hook and and kill you. Um, Absolutely. And I think that just the the Toby Hooper version is just one of those right time, right place kind of real. It really does. And and the the fact that they have that voiceover in the beginning, like it's. Yep. Telling you it's real, even though it's mm-hmm. you know not necessarily real. Even though you don't like, you know, it's not a real like movie that they found footage of. It's like, no, this isn't real. But just hearing that in the beginning and just how it feels, it feels like someone was just recording this as it happened. Yeah. And I mean, again, as much as the end scene with the family sitting around the table, it's it's weird and uncomfortable and creepy. And that's an, it's not like horrifyingly scary to me, but the fact that there's these backwoods weirdos and they are sitting around a table and they're horrifying this woman. And honestly, one of the best 
victims in a movie she is just shrieking and crying oh yeah a lot of it has to do with the the filmmaking conditions because i've read about this for years and Mm -hmm. years and years but he basically had them in like 120 degree room for hours and hours and everybody stinking and sweating and she was just like had a mental breakdown so it shows on screen but yeah just that's that's my number three i i really every time i watch it um I know what's coming, but I'm always entertained. And I think that the filmmaking, while it it's different, great filmmaking than what the other two that I'm going to talk about, I think that it's just one of those movies where I'm just the right place, the right time, mm-hmm. and the right director, I guess, and the right yeah. idea all came together and made this classic thing. So that is my number three. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw, not a bad one. All right, so I guess we'll move on to my number two, mm-hmm. which is uh, Train to Busan. That's on my list. I've never seen that movie. Uh, I think it is the best zombie movie I've, I've ever seen. Really? Yes, I love the characters, and if you've seen Squid Game... There's actors from that in this also. Uh, one of the actors for the new Eternals. Uh, yes. He's in this movie. I knew that he was in it. I just never saw the movie. Um, but I absolutely love, love, love this movie. The first time I saw it, I just fell in love with the characters. And it's a different side of seeing zombie stuff. Like we were using it. <clears throat> Uh, in like American cinema and everything and how they portray zombies. But this is a Korean movie, so we're seeing it from that side and how they would act in this situation. And if you don't know, it's these people are on this train making their way across Korea and while, when the zombie outbreak starts. And they basically tell them, hey, we're going to keep this train moving. Like we can't make any stops. Because if we do, things are going to happen. And then they do make a stop along the way. Zombies get in. And then bad things happen on this train. I don't want to spoil too much for you, Ed, because you haven't seen it. I do think you should check it out, though. It is a very, very good movie. Again, one of the ones I've shown to uh, my friend that's getting uh, into horror, like getting back into horror. I mean, at this point, she's back in it, but this was one of those movies I showed her. And for her, it like hit a different thing because the main character is a dad and he had he has his daughter with him because he's taking her to 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 her mom's for her to go spend time with her mom. And it's like that whole thing. That's a whole different aspect. Uh, The guy that's in um, the Eternals, his he's in this on this train with his pregnant wife. It's like all different. You have a, a baseball team on there and they're all hanging out. And then you have people just going about their regular day to day lives, like going from work and stuff like it's a very diverse cast of people. And it's very cool. It's just a very good story. Very good characters. Heartbreaking at times. And the zombies are just really cool looking and like the way some of these people move when they are the zombies like it's just very creepy and you're like (laughs) 
yeah, it's it's one of those things that's been on my list for a long time. I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I'll definitely have to check it out after we've we've talked about this now. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so uh, you want to do? I can do Brian's number two. Yeah, you do Brian's number two. So for his number two, he has Cabin in the Woods. Uh, what he said to us is it's become a staple for him. He's still finding uh, new stuff in the movie. And like Scream, it's not just a commentary and homage to horror films, but it's a great one in its own right. Uh, I agree with all this, these sentiments. Uh, yeah, I love absolutely. Cabin in the Woods myself. <laughs> I do as well. It's... Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those ones where I saw it and I thought I was getting one thing. And then when you find out it's something completely different, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. it And in such a great way, because, yeah, I mean, anybody who hasn't seen it, I guess the, the basics are just you think you're getting a you standard think, run of the mill. You think you're getting Evil Dead. Yeah. But that's not what this is. It's no, it's uh, it's so a very much more cool than that. premise. Yeah. yeah. And the last, I don't know, 40 minutes are just, just a horror fan's wet dream. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just, well, I mean, that one scene when they're in the basement and they're. Yes. That was like me, like, oh, it could be this. Oh, it could be this. Uh, it was, it's just such a good. It's a fun movie, too. Very fun. Um, doesn't take itself too seriously. No. It's got a, a couple of people in the movie that have gone on to do big things. Um, yeah, you know, just, also, just Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, little guy yeah. named Thor, he's in it. Um, that yeah. was actually, it was before he was Thor, mm-hmm. apparently, was when they shot this thing, and then it was yep. released a couple after. years after. Yeah. So it was kind of in developmental hell for a while, or it was shelved or some for some reason or something like that. Um, yeah. But just a very, very fun movie. Um, I still... I still just the end of that movie is amazing. I, 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 mean, I won't give it away. It's so great. No, yeah, that's one ending that I don't like to give away either. Yeah, I don't even like to give away what the Anything. twist is or, or none of it, really. Just the, the fact that you're going in thinking it's going to be one thing and it's not. And it's not. That's all you need to really know. Yeah. Um, but really, really good. Um, again, I think he hit the nail on the head. In it being a commentary and an homage to horror films, but it's also great on its own. I think yeah. that's that says it all right there. Uh, really good. Number two. Good pick for number two, Brian. You're not here, but good job. <laughs> and uh, I will go with my number two, which I had a very hard time between two films, but I went ultimately with the filmmaking of this movie over... And they're both so great. It's hard. It's hard. And and the other one didn't make my top three. It just couldn't. I couldn't do it. Ooh. So this one was a toss up between The Shining and The Exorcist. Oh, they're both just so well made. Mm-hmm. Two completely different films, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I went with The Exorcist. Okay. Only because that is a movie that scares me. Yep. Whereas The Shining doesn't necessarily scare me. I think it's very cool and I like it a lot. And I think it's cinema. The cinematography is fantastic. And I think that the direction is amazing and the performances are great, but it doesn't ultimately, it doesn't really scare me. There's nothing scary 
Mm-hmm. It's to me about it. I mean, it's, no, yeah, it's yeah, scary, yeah. but it's not frightening to me. The Exorcist, on the other hand, all can be said the same thing. Uh, great filmmaking, great cinematography, great performances, but ultimately scares me. And yeah. again, you with the with the background that you had and the yep. church and all that stuff, I can see mm-hmm. why that would be scary. Um, I didn't even grow up with a big Catholic background or anything. I just remember, and it was pro. I probably saw it for the first time when I was maybe like eleven or twelve, and me and my friends had just started like messing around with Ouija boards and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, not doing that anymore." Um, the fact that that was the way in—that's how the the, uh-huh. the demon came into her. I that was like, "Fuck this!" Yes. Um, and I remember being like super duper bored with the beginning with them being in in the middle east and all that mm-hmm. stuff but now as an adult watching it and and watching just how well done it is and how much it sets up the rest of the movie it's one of my actual favorite parts of the movie now yeah. um, where yeah. before it was before it was kind of a task to get through that to get to the to the good parts mm-hmm. now i think that that prologue is one of the better parts of the movie um Max von Sydow, amazing oh actor, God. obviously. Yes. Ellen Burstein, yes. amazing. And that was the first <clears throat> time I had ever seen the guy who plays Father Karras, who mm-hmm. I guess he was in a few things, but not a lot. And I think mm-hmm. he's one of those guys who's, even though he's only been in a few things, he's so good in this movie um, that I, I find it hard to believe that he wasn't in more later on. Exactly. So, so good. Um but yeah, that's that's my number two. I really think that at this point, going over everything that happens, everybody knows what happens. Oh yeah, um, I mean, it's we talked about it last classics. week because Pazuzu, yes, was my number yes. two in my horror character. So there you go, staying yeah. at number two spot. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's definitely just like I said, it was a toss up between that and The Shining, and both are great films, and I I kind of it was hard. It was like picking your favorite kid or something. It was really, Oh weird. yeah. That was me through this whole list process. That's why I had to give myself parameters. Like, yeah. okay, these are going to be specific movies that I have like a specific connection to. And that was my ultimate, my ultimate parameter was, does it scare me? Okay. So that's why I kind of made this list the way I made it just because there are certain movies that I think are better or mm-hmm. not even necessarily better. I just think that they're also great. But it came down to what actually really scares me. So that yeah, that's yeah, my number exactly. two. Cool. All right. So I guess that means we're going to move on to my number one. All and right. my number one is Lost Boys. Did you say The Lost Boys? Yep. I love that movie. I, I absolutely love, movie. love Lost Boys. It was the movie that where I fell in love with vampires for the first time. <laughs> And that's the movie where they did vampires, right? And they were scary yes. as shit. They were and scary. Cool as shit. They were cool. That just whole, like, everything about that movie is awesome. The music's great. That saxophone yep. guy in the one scene. I mean, when they're, like, the opening song is, is amazing. I have that yes. on playlists. Uh, it's Everything. Great. Like, it's just a, that's a movie where it's just fun. It's scary. It's everything a horror movie should be. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about it, like horror movies should 
it should be fun as well as scary. And they should give you some social commentary sometimes. It doesn't always have to. But most R movies do give you some social commentary. Um, but Lost Boys is just so much fun. And it's, it's like I said, it's the movie that made me fall in love with vampires. Because it was one of the movies I saw as a kid. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Vampires are cool. I want to be a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's, was- telling them, he's telling them to drink this. I'm like, yes, drink it drink it so you can become <laughs> one of them <laughs> and like the scene when they're eating the food and he's like no they're worms david don't eat them and it's just noodles michael yeah oh, so i good. love it it's so and good Kiefer and Kiefer Sutherland is amazing in that movie yes so good so good i mean they're all good don't get me wrong but him uh, he's the standout in that movie right i mean he's yeah. the guy he's you want to be him because he's so cool yeah, you want to be you want to be David, you want to be David or Michael. I mean, you want to be Michael, but you I'd rather be Michael be David because he Michael. gets star at the end. He does get star at the end, but really, I mean, I don't you, know. I think I'd rather be. I think I'd rather be David. David's cool as shit. <laughs> David is cool as shit. Yeah, he does get star though. I, I guess, got, and she was smoking hot in that movie too. So. She was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> yeah, see, now you're thinking about it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, but I think I'd still rather be David because he was awesome and he had those that white hair with the spike and, and, the, <laughs> and, the, and the friggin' mullet in the back. It looked cool. Uh, and it, it's funny because those, the other, they all looked cool. Even even yeah. uh, Bill and Ted's dude. Yeah. Um, he was I cool. I forget what's his name, but I know there was Marco. I can't remember any other names. Marco was the dark haired dude. Yeah. yeah. And like the yeah. scene where they're like hanging off the bridge. Yes. Awesome. It's, it's so good. The the motorcycle chase scene, like that's good. The fact that the heroes work in a comic book store. Yeah. That the, was awesome. And Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah. And that's funny thing. Like the I grandfather remember, was hilarious. I love I love the end. The end is the best. Uh Santa, Santa Carla. It's such a great place to live, except for all the fucking vampires. <laughs> it's so great because it's yes. the whole time you knew it the whole time. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. It's yeah, just that's such a, a great good movie. I love that movie. And that's why I picked it for my number one. Like, it's one of those movies that I, I've always loved. And like, to this day, like, I will sit and watch that movie. Like, it's one of those movies when I started buying my own movies for myself. I made sure I went out and got a copy of Lost Boys. I will um, say that if we were making a top vampires movie, that would probably be on the top of my list. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's some really good vampire movies, but overall, that's probably my number one. That's it's a great movie. And a lot of the times. Have you ever seen uh, Near Dark? Yes. Yeah, that's another one that I really, really enjoy. But I, it was always. I think it came out the same weekend or within a week of Lost they Boys. They came out Lost around the same movie. time. Yeah, and it was overshadowed and stuff. It's a great movie, but it's nowhere near as good as. But Lost it's Boys. not Lost, Lost Boys. Boys. Is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as fun as Lost Boys when no, you're just talking it's about. A, it's a darker movie. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, that's a great pick. Great pick. I, yeah, I like I said, I love it, and again another movie that I showed to the same friend and she loved it. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Yes, and that's when I, that's, sure. that's aside from being scared, 
I like my horror movies to be fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so not well, we'll go with Brian's number one, I guess, which is not at all. No, it's, it's maybe the most depressing, scary movie I've ever seen, but it is a great movie and it's a good pick. So, good uh-huh. job, Brian. Um, his number one pick is Hereditary by Ari Oster. Now, uh-huh. this movie, when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, like. Literally, the first time something big happens, I was like, what just what the hell just happened here? I mean, it's it's so shocking because you again, it's something that you think you think, you know, what's going to happen. And it it just totally derails the movie. Um, But what what Brian had to say about this was it was a it's been a long time since something has scared him and unnerved him as much as this movie. Um, He. He said, I know what's happening, and it's still creepy. The cast is phenomenal. The kid who plays the son has become a horror mainstay, and the story is simple, but the sense of dread and discomfort are what really makes this movie work for him. So, And I can't agree more. I mean, it's... Yeah. Ari Aster is one of those guys who, again, just has this artistic eye and makes things look really good, but at the same time, the the level of discomfort in this movie just it's through the roof i mean it's little things happening in the background the atmosphere is super duper creepy one of the best horror performances in a long time tony collette as the mother she's amazing in that movie um and the ending was just like what the fuck is going on like I was like, it took me like, I think I rewound it because I was like, is that what's going on? Oh, shit, that is what's going on. Oh, my God, this is really, really crazy. Um, It's one that I haven't gone back to in a while, I think, just because it is so unnerving. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's a great pick. It's very, very depressing, though. It's yeah, it's not fun. The whole movie is really about dealing with grief. Mm hmm that's the subtext um and <laughs> the 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 text is just crazy shit's happening left and right um but yeah really good pick strong pick yeah. if you haven't seen it check it out and arias there's another guy who he just makes really really good movies um so anytime something's going to come out from him i'm i'm on board with it so check that out if you have not and uh, I am going to give you my number one, All right, which I've been having. I've been having conversations about this for the last week or so. Okay. My number one is mm-hmm. Jaws. Okay. I think Jaws, greatest movie I've ever seen. And I was just trying to see if it's definitely a scary movie. But is it a horror movie? And I think it is a horror movie. I think it qualifies as a horror movie because you have a nonstop antagonist. Yep. And you have people who are the victims. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, it it has all those tropes. Again, it's a little more drama-ish. But you can't say that that shark in that movie isn't the scariest fucking villain of all, all time. It is 
absolutely horrifying. To me, I mean, I, I just remember watching it when I was a kid, probably way too young. I think I saw it when I was like seven or eight. And I remember being afraid to get off of the couch because in my seven-year-old brain, it was like, oh, that's water and I'm probably going to get eaten. Again, I wasn't the brightest kid, maybe. I don't know. But I remember being terrified of that movie. And still, as an adult, I still will only go out so far in the ocean. I think oh, the ocean yeah, nope. is... Mm-mm. Fuck the ocean, really, is what I have to say about that. I mean, that's where they live. Leave them alone. Stay out of yeah, there. There's other things besides Jaws in the ocean. Like, Jaws is bad enough. Like, that's the things yeah, we know about in the ocean. That's things we know about. Exactly. Yeah, nobody wants to. No Cthulhu's down the there somewhere. I don't need him coming out and doing nope. his thing right now. I mean, you could see the things that are at the like the lowest levels we have ever been. They're yeah. the most horrifying things you've ever seen in your life. So, why would you want to go in there? Stay away from it. Um, but the movie, the, the thing that really makes this movie, uh, fantastic is the expertise in which it's made. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, everybody said this, everybody thinks it's a classic. I don't think it's my soul. Uh, nah. I'm the sole person that thinks these things. Um, but it's movie making at its most perfect in my opinion i think it's the most perfect movie ever made um there's not a shot or a performance that's a little off i think every scene in the movie is fantastic and it's one of those movies i've seen well into the hundreds i've seen that movie probably two three hundred times it's i i watch it every i don't know maybe every six months every five months and if it's on TV, forget about it. I'm just going to sit down there and watch it. And even if I have something to do, I'm just going to sit down and watch it. I don't care. Um, and with that, the funniest thing is it's one of those movies I still haven't seen on a big screen. Wow. Um, it's on my bucket list to see this movie on a big screen. And I you know, just on the Internet last summer, there was a couple of uh, places where you could go and sit in a lake in an inner tube oh. and watch it. I don't need to be that into it. I'm good <laughs> watching it on a screen. You know what I mean? I know that lakes don't have shark. Well, I guess they probably maybe could. I don't know. I'm no sharkyologist. Hey, you were scared to get off your work. couch. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that. I ain't going. No, no bodies of water are necessary to watch this yeah, movie. Yeah, no I'll tell actual you that. bodies of water. When no, I ain't even sitting in the do- tub and watching it. No. <laughs> But again, I do want to see it on the big screen because I've seen a lot of my favorite movies on the big screen, uh, you know, with uh, re-releases and stuff like that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's on my it's on my list. So I can't wait to one day get to watch Jaws on the big screen. I wonder if they'll do that with like because I know they still do the theater rentals. I wonder if that's one of the movies you could do on those theater rental things. Mm, that is not a bad idea. That would be fun. Because I do want to see that. I mean, I got to see Die Hard in the big screen maybe mm. two years ago. Uh, the Exorcist a few years ago. Um, that I would like to see. Actually, no, I saw that on the big screen because they when they did the the re-release. Yeah, it was the 4K re-release. Yeah. The Shining I got to see on the on the big screen. That was fun. Um, but yeah, there's still a handful of movies that I do want to see on a big screen before before. Uh, I guess before I die, I don't know. I don't think it's happening. Before Jaws gets you, right? Before Jaws gets me or the strangers or one of these other people, (laughs) you know, I don't need David showing up at my house, knocking on the window. Um, But yeah, definitely want to see that before my, my time ends here. 
um, so solid pick, Ed. That I was that. my number one. Thank you. I and uh, that, uh, Jaws I, is a great movie. It's one of them that just it, it almost gets better every time I watch it because I see things in the background or I pick up little little stuff. Like, so, yeah. And that's like when I was a kid and I saw that, I was like, I don't want to go in the ocean. No. Why would I, nope. why would I want to go in the ocean? And we used to go down to shore every year. Exactly. Real tough after that. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, again, I don't even like to go in. You know how you have uh, goggles and you have mm-hmm. that underwater. I don't even like that anymore because of this movie, like in a pool. <laughs> Because all I start doing is hearing the music, and then dun, dun. I'm like, oh, "Fuck this!" Dun, I gotta dun, get dun, out. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm done with that. <laughs> done with all that, and it's funny because I like swimming, but not that, that much. Not not if not if Jaws <laughs> yeah. is gonna show up. No, no, I'll stick to pools. Yeah. As far as I know, there are no sharks in pools until someone puts one in there. Exactly, and that's the problem. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, that is our list. Yes, it and, is. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to add here? No, I mean, go watch horror movies, guys. They're great. Yes, I will reiterate that. I know they me and Ed, we're, we're both big horror movie guys, so. yeah, The go. more, the better. And I know we've been watching some stuff uh, in the last few yeah. weeks leading up to uh leading up to halloween so uh what what have you been watching lately actually one that i do want people to check out uh the one that came out on netflix last week there's someone inside your house okay that was good uh it was very good uh i was pleasantly okay. surprised it was it felt like a fun 90s slasher film which is okay. like what we were talking about earlier with uh scream I get felt reminiscent of Scream, and I know what you did last summer in those movies like that. It was good. It it felt fast, like things happen really quick, mm-hmm. and like not in a way where I was like, "Oh man!" Like it, everything happened like, real fast. It was just like I wanted more. I didn't want it to end so quickly. Uh, it was I good though. Hearing a lot of good things, yeah. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, that I watched and. I actually watched last night on Amazon one of the new Bloomhouse movies that they put out on there, uh, Madres. Okay. Which is pretty much like a Rosemary's Baby type thing, but with a Mexican family, uh, Mexican-Americans moving out to like, uh, they moved away from Southern California, I think it was. Uh that was really good because there was some good social commentary with that one, actually. And then you and that was, again, it was based on actual things that had happened. Okay. And it's Madres and it's yes. on where at? It's Amazon Prime. Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's one of their like originals. They have like a deal with Bloomhouse where Bloomhouse will put out movies on there. Uh, that was okay. really good. Uh, it, like I said, it's based on something that really happened, but then they add a supernatural element to it. Uh, very good. Some very creepy scenes in that too. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, those are like two of the big new ones that came out that I watched over the last uh, couple days. Watch horror movies. Find one. Find one that you think is interesting yeah. to you. I Check mean, it out. No matter what streaming service you have, there's horror movies on it. Yep. Like you're gonna find something. Uh, 
every almost every like major one has like their horror block like separated for everything now since it's october i know on uh Mm -hmm. hbo max like they have like their thing where it's like kind of scary scary and then very scary where you can like click on one and it'll take you to a movie that's in that category so like even if you're not for super scary you can get something that's a little light (laughs) yeah um so yeah so uh, i guess with uh with that being said if you guys have any picks that you want to throw our way, you can always reach us at the uh, email account, which is gslwpod at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> let us know what you guys are watching or if you have any picks. Yeah. Uh, also, you can catch us on Instagram, which Tone has been uh, doing a great job content up there. Yeah, it's a... Uh, at- Geek Speak last week on Instagram. And you can also check us out on Facebook. It's Geek Speak last week. You can find us that way. Um, So for now, I'm going to say thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week to talk about last week. Thanks, guys. See you, guys.